So, if you could pick any wrestler to be when you grow up, who would it be? Um, probably Hulk Hogan, because he's a rich piece of shit. He's human garbage. With a racist sex tape? Uh, shit. Okay. All right, let me take that again. Probably Chris Benoit, because he was really good and had great music. So, um, I... I don't want to really go into why that one's not good. Okay, I'll take it again. Okay. Probably uh, Hardbody Harrison. Oh. Uh, that one's even worse. Let me take that again. Okay. Probably Rock and Roll Buck Zumhoff. He... Didn't he, like, lock uh, let's, up? Let's just take this again. Okay. Um, Why did you ask me this question? Because I got no place else to go. (laughs) Hello, welcome to Fight Forever, the most fanciful wrestling podcast on the internet. (laughs) really hoping you'd like forget that nope <laughs> nope. nope we're not dropping that gimmick nope, nope. three never. weeks in we're gonna ride this horse till it's dead and then ride that dead horse till we're all dead yep i'm zach i am colin the most fanciful <laughs> podcast host on the internet and we watch wrestling because we know you don't want to yep yeah so it's bad it's well you know the mo- most of the wrestling anyone's going to come into contact to is bad, and so um, we're here to talk about the stuff that was not bad, which is mostly mostly New Japan. Yeah, this <laughs> week we're going to go into New Japan and all those good boys. We're going to the back east, to the land of the rising sun. Yes, where all good things come from. We're taking the Silk Road all the way to... Well, China, I guess. Yeah, I was about to say that's not a... Well, Got us 90% of the way there. Yeah. Oh, God. I, I, Do they get along? Are they cool with each other? Uh, I mean, I don't know. Are you... Are, does anyone really know their neighbors? Is anyone really cool with the people they have to interact with in their life? Isn't everyone else's life just a miserable cesspit of self-loathing and hatred? I mean, yeah, let's go back to World War II when Japan was like, hey, China, can I borrow a cup of sugar and also rape a bunch of people in camps wow. in your country? God, this is this is a very... Um, <laughs> this is a very dark yeah, episode Yeah, this of is a very forever. crimes against humanity kind of episode of wrestling, which is funny because, boy, you hadn't seen nothing until you watched Raw this week. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha, <laughs> trivializing actual tragedies. Oh. oh, we're terrible people, so let's just get so, this over with. So let's talk WWE for just a couple minutes, because we have to, like, get this garbage out of the way for all you fucking normies. You fucking filthy casuals who don't want the deep cut wrestling shit, who, like, I don't know, like, people in bingo halls and across the world hitting each other really hard, and... So make it really good. Let's start with the good stuff. Yes. Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe versus Barack Lesnar. Is the best man ever. Our forty fourth president, Barack Lesnar. Um <laughs> and and in this little uh very physical exchange, they brought out the entire raw jobber locker room. To uh, pull the two apart desperately. Because, again, uh, they're giving these guys good segments. I think they don't want us to catch on to the fact that this is going to be a short-term, mean-nothing feud. So they're like, uh, whatever. He'll chuck the fuck out of Heyman. He'll take a bump for him. Um, Except, and, now uh, suddenly Vince is like, I like it. Let's have him feud forever. Well, okay, well, here's the thing. Here's what I don't think they... I think they forget sometimes. Hey, if you have a cool match with good people who can wrestle and you like commit to them, it will be popular and people will be excited to see it. None of this half-baked shit. They're not going to get cold on Samoa Joe. Like, oh, uh, suddenly, oh, he can't go extreme because he doesn't fight for a living. Oh, no, that's it. Mm. We're done. No, you fucking 
make two big men look angry at each other and then try to fight. And then when it takes an army of people to pull them apart, that's a fight you want to see. Like, it's not hard. You just let the people do what they do best. Let me fight him, Angle. You so I just I, I I love the backstage politics here because this was totally just you know this is going to be a good thing and Vince suddenly went whoa this is actually gonna be a good thing huh, I haven't done that in a long long time is um, this is this is this what it feels like to 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 give people what they want <laughs> I hate it <laughs> and then that's when Vince McMahon's heart shrunk three times its size that day. Hey, to now a non-existent void, a black hole in his chest. Hey, Paul. Er, you do, Vince. Actually, no. Hey, Paul. <laughs> er, Triple H. That's the Paul I mean. Hey, what's going on, Vince? I'm your favorite son-in-law. I find it funny that I'm boning your daughter. <laughs> well... <laughs> My savage did that too, and we all know what happened to Randy. <laughs> it was very sad. Very sad that we don't have him. It's very tragic. Snap into a slip gym. If you think if we swatched out Samoa Joe for Roman Reigns, would they notice? I don't know what's happening with my voice anymore. You sound like Snake Plissken. <laughs> like, it's not even <laughs> remotely Vince. Uh, sorry. Listen, Samoa Joe, let me call you Sammy. <laughs> you're now Sammy Zane. <laughs> Sammy Zane, you're fired. Get out of here. We got a new Sammy Zane. I like calling you Sammy for short. Roman Reigns is Samoa Joe. The whole name is Samoa. Reigns is Joe. Joe is Sammy. And Sammy is, I don't know. <laughs> fired. Fired. <laughs> he gets to be uh, um Hulk Hogan, too. He gets to be El Generico. He can be Daniel Bryan number three. <laughs> you, the ginger Daniel Bryan. You're good. Grow a beard. Actually, wait. Don't grow a beard. Wear a fake one. It'll be great. It'll be great. So, no, there's good segments for Joe Lesnar, and this is just making me seriously, seriously regret my inability to go see this card because they, don't, they come to Dallas with the worst name pay-per-views, but they put good matches on, and I... Can't go, so fuck everything. Great balls. You know how he got that name? He probably ate a spicy meatball. It's probably a dick joke. Oh, no, it's old television. That's what we went. Yeah. We have one of three wells we go to, Colin. Bad impressions, dick jokes, or old TV. So, I yep. mean, you know, I had a 33 and a third chance, percent chance of yeah. beating Samoa Joe. See where I'm going? I'm trying to make this whole show less blue. We're such a deep blue right now. Dava dava dee dava die. And then this is a story about a blue podcast. Wait, hold on, hold on. Everything we joke about is blue. Go back. What? To what? Kind of blue. That's jazz. That's right. Highbrow references. So Bailey. Saxophone, right or trumpet? Uh, do you even know who did that? Was it clarinet? It's a clarinet, right? I swear. Freeform jazz. I swear to all that is fuck. So they put Bailey, they killed her and buried her so they can try again, we think. Okay. So Chris Jericho had a very interesting thing that he said about why he left WWE. Um, like there were there were plans with him that didn't end up following through, but what he ultimately said was the reason why he left when he did was because he made his face turn. He had a lot of heat in his face turn, and everybody loved him. And he decided, okay, it's like, time to go well, before just, basically they run out of ideas yeah. for me as a face. I mean, he ran his course. Like, I mean, it's it's really the fundamental problem is um, the year-round format of wrestling is that you know. They need season breaks to help storytelling because if you just, you know, all your stories have to start and end somewhere, and if they don't, you know, right. they just suffer. And so. they don't have anything for Bailey or Sasha currently, which doesn't mean that they should probably go on a program together for a little bit. Maybe, you uh, know, maybe I, mean, I don't know. Sense. Did we already see that? But no, like so they 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 told they, I mean I don't think they ever gave a good shot at the Bailey story, and I think maybe now they understand it. 
or realize, hey, let's take this shot again. So, I don't know. Well, they obviously fucked it up themselves by giving her the title, like, two months out from WrestleMania. Yep. Well, in, like, yeah. In they shot themselves in the foot. Yeah. Oh, but it'll pop house shows. It'll be great. Um. Yeah, it was... They got a... Um, they got to delay satisfaction, you know? They got to, like, build these things up. And I feel like they have too much content. They want to burn through stuff. Like, but then this goes into this whole rate of, like, Raw is three hours, and they have too much content they have to fill, and wrestling's overexposed, and blah, 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 and whatever. It's all true. I mean, it's all true, but they, they put Bailey over too soon. They very quickly cooled on her the superstar shakeup kind of ruined everything and they realized well Alexa's the one that's hot now so we'll go with Alexa Bliss so eh but here we go she has an awkward segment a really kind of kind of weird interview with Corey Graves where she does get to lay out hey listen I did We're it my way yeah. um, I did it my way that song's about how Frank Sinatra couldn't hit a man with a stick, right? <laughs> I grabbed the stick up on the pole and I did it my way. Like I assume I assume Sinatra had guys for that. Like he was a made man. He had he just had leg breakers. You yeah. know? He couldn't put a match together for shit. He just had I people mean, help him. Frank Sinatra kind of did the Goldberg thing for a little bit before Goldberg did. He just kind of beat everybody. Yeah, I mean, but he just, it was very late. He came in, he speared people, he jackhammered people. Is that a mm. sex joke? I mean... I mean, he's Frank Sinatra, right? I, listen, the 70s was a hell of a time. Oh my god. Colin, he was on top of the pile, right? He's on the heap? No, he was on the bottom. Oh, he's on the bottom, okay. Yeah, well, so... Bailey's dead. Long live Bailey. Maybe he'll come back. Maybe he won't be garbage. Suddenly he's a he now. I uh, just blew up their booking plans. Are we talking about Bailey or are we talking about Frank Sinatra? I don't know anymore. Colin, I don't know how jokes or segments so, work. Braun Strowman. I'm cutting all of that out. I'm off my game right now. No, we're keeping it in. No, I am not. No, we're keeping it in. Frank Sinatra and Braun Strongman <laughs> and everything in between. Which apparently is Bailey. It's, yeah, I mean, you know, on one end of the spectrum, one on the other, she's smack in the middle. Because she doesn't have, her beard's kind of shitty. Yep. Braun Strongman's apparently Braun Strongman cleared. says, I'm not finished with you yet. And fucking power bombs Frank Sinatra yep. through a limo. Through a limo. Oh, I'm not finished with you. Um. So he was medically cleared to wrestle. And then somebody from Johnny Wrestleman from Cage Side Seats ended up saying, no, he's not cleared to wrestle. And then somebody else, some other source, was like, yo, uh, he kind of is cleared to wrestle. Fuck you, Johnny Wrestleman. And then Brian Alvarez was like, he's probably cleared to wrestle, but uh, I could do it better. Yeah. And then and then uh, Triple H interjected with, me and my friend Mark are going to stop watching. Yeah, and then Titus O'Neil says, "Can I come more cute buglers?" That's cool. All the callbacks. Did we hit yep. them all? The checklist. Good. So uh, Braun Strowman's yeah. the greatest man alive. He'll carry us all to safety. Yeah. He'll carry the show on his back. All that I want is to hug Braun Strowman. That's all I want in life. You want to take your life into his hands? I just want him to hold me and make me feel small in his arms. Yeah, well, you know, the idea of Braun Strowman just does that. So, no need to get all the homoerotic subtext. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with it. Like, I'm not judging, but it's just we go to that well often enough. Okay, here's the thing, is that my mother taught me to never judge aloud. Yeah, so keep your damn mouth shut. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, boop, 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 boop. Whoa, what's oh, this? What? Hold what? on, let me, a... let me cover all this dust. <laughs> cough, cough. Oh, my God, it's the Emma alarm. Oh, my God, another I just, callback on I just, show. just got around to replacing the batteries with it because it died the year ago. <laughs> the last oh, time man. we made this segment when she came back and didn't, and now she's back because Emma's back. 
Because <laughs> she somehow got re-injured again. So... What do I set it to next? Uh, You know, just... She's not... Uh, th- this is a rare footage occurrence. I don't know if Emma's ever gonna, you know, be a permanent installment on... Is she a Bigfoot? Do we need to rec- save all of our footage for her and just yes. to make sure we can prove she exists? This is going to be very valuable footage someday. This is rare stuff. Boop, 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 What? What's going on? Oh, no. What's that alarm? I'm sorry. I was just testing it. Oh. We, I mean, I, I have I have a security sheet. I was supposed to test it every month. I, uh, let me, hold on. Boop, boop, Shit, boop, nope. Boop. Okay, all right. I'm just What's gonna, going on? Just, oh, my God. You know what that alarm is? This segment's dead. I mean, what? That alarm is the, uh, another racist sex tape came out. Oh it was Kurt God. Angles. Okay, so that's what this is about, huh? Well, you know what? It didn't slow down Hulk Hogan for too long, and Angle can run faster than Hogan, so I, I'm sure he'll recover just fine. Yeah. So, question. Racist sex tapes, clap, 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 well, the hot new chant at the Indies. What else do we got on Raw to talk about here? Really? Nothing. Well, okay, so this is how fucked up my priorities are. The only thing I texted you when I was watching Raw this week was, oh my god, they're finally putting Tozawa and Apollo Crews together. And you know what? That's the only good thing happening besides Samoa Joe and Lesnar. Basically, I'm excited. I always... I don't know how I feel about this whole thing. Titus is funny, and they are doing the dumb sports manager thing with him, so I guess it's pretty okay. Um, They're making everyone lose an awful lot, which is a bummer, but... Man, if it gets us Monster Express, I'm not going to bitch too much. So, yep. nothing. Nothing else important on Raw. So then let's move on to SmackDown real Please quick. Please, let's. So, uh, very, very quickly, uh, let's just run down our Money in the Bank predictions. Gender Mahal! Yeah, it's going to be gender. No, I mean, that's just the new theme for SmackDown. Yeah. It's just Vince McMahon yelling Gender Mahal for 30 seconds into so, the camera. I mean, SmackDown in general was pretty garbage because all that it was was just more setup for the women and then Jinder Mahal. Well, it was garbage. Everything on SmackDown is bad, except for... What's that? What's that? Oh, it's the Fashion Files. Somehow these two comedy jobbers are the best thing ever, mostly because they just let them be funny and, like, so let them do their thing, so it's really good. Yeah. Again, these guys are killing it. Um... But yeah, everything else is just set up for the Money in the Bank, which is a go-home, and have some big multi-man or lady brawls, so no one knows who's going to win. So who do we think is going to win? I don't think they bail on gender this soon, so gender beats Orton. Gender cheats his way out of beating Orton again. I don't think they're going to run with Lana this soon, so I think Naomi wins. Well, what's interesting about that one is this is Lana's debut. Well, no. I mean, no, it isn't. I mean, of course it is, but it isn't. But it is in that it so, it doesn't matter the last time you saw her at WrestleMania because that didn't happen. Because I think wrestling. it's very possible that this ends in like some sort of screwy finish, like a DQ or I've heard a rumor that she's doing the Eva Marie thing. So I hear that this match may be quite possibly a no contest. That'd this be all right. may be like a wardrobe malfunction situation or like a... Uh, I kind of like that segment. Yeah. That was pretty funny where even Marie always found a, a reason to worm out of the... I thing. think that that's what's about to happen. Although that was kind of... I don't know if it works when people want to cheer her so much. Like maybe she turns heelish, but... Or maybe the crowd turns on her, but the crowd is super into seeing Lana finally wrestle. So I don't know. We'll see if this stalling idea works. Yeah, so what else we got? Usos versus New Day? Man, I don't know. That's a hard one. I'm kind of looking at that with interest because the Usos have been fucking great recently. Um, Well, and you can kind of milk this feud for a little while longer. You You don't need to make New Day. You don't need to pull the trigger on that yet. Because, I mean, the New Day, what are they going to do? It's your first time ever. WWE. SmackDown and Raw, we've won both titles. Longest reigning. Add more words to our intro champions. I'm playing a trombone on Xavier Woods. I don't know. That's hard. This will be an interesting match. I'm going to go with the Usos. I hope the Usos keep it. As long as they keep doing good, fun promos, I'd be down to see him feud some more. Uh... 
So now the money in the bank ladder matches. Okay. Uh, all money is pointing to what? Baron Corbin? That's what the betting lines are saying? Right? Is it Corbin or who? I mean, Corbin makes sense because it's like you need an upper mid-card guy who needs a breakthrough chance. And if you give him uh, the briefcase, he can just hold on to it until they're through with this gender stuff and they have a new face. Like, do we think Corbin... Who of all these guys is most likely to get the title in the next year? I mean, I don't know. Any of them you can sort of make that argument for, except for Ziggler, and I'd probably also throw Zane in that pile. Um, you don't really need Styles or Nakamura. You don't really need to elevate Styles or Nakamura to give them a title shot, or even to give them the title. Yeah, Corbin's the only one that's really been neglected besides Sammy. Yeah. Um, But you can buy Corbin getting the belt you know, like that, you know, and sitting on that belt for a minute. Yeah. Corbin feels like the most logical to me. So here's my ideas for these briefcases, though, because I'm going to I'm going to say it's probably going to be Baron Corbin. And a lot of it just has to do with for both of my predictions for both of these, the men and the women's. It has to do with the visual that we're going to see what this is going to look like. And Baron Corbin with that briefcase is going to be he's going to grab the briefcase from the floor. Yeah, it's he gonna can be just a reach way. up over the ladder and grab it because he's yeah. There's gonna be tall. a way badass thing, and for the women, so we have Charlotte, Tamina, Natalia, Carmella, Becky. I'm willing to bet the winner is gonna be Carmella. What are you willing to bet? What do you, what will you stake on that? I'm gonna bet a to, whole ham sandwich. You gonna? Put, are you willing to put your life down? Welcome to Saw. It's the most dangerous game. That's right, I'm back. I'm Vince McMahon with Snake Plissken's voice, except I was Jigsaw the whole time. You want to play a game? You want to play a game? Let's play Scrabble. I'm pretty good at it. Are you Are you Christian Bale Batman now? I'm also Batman. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm not good at is consistent voice work. Do That's not, one for the demo. Do not hire me for your voiceover reels. I'm a little inconsistent, but I always show up early, and I'll bring taquitos. And I'll totally raid catering. Oh my god. You let me at craft services? Boy, I make no promises. <laughs> Shit's gonna get nasty. So it's gonna be Carmella, and the reason why is because I see James Ellsworth carrying that briefcase every week. Okay, Colin. And here's what's gonna, he's going to pull an Andy Kaufman, and he's going to beat women with the briefcase. Legitimate question. Colin, can James Ellsworth lift that briefcase? No. They will put it on wheels. He will drag it behind them. <laughs> so so they're going to make the gag that Ellsworth can't even pick it up. Ellsworth doesn't get to perform in the men's division anymore. Ellsworth is not a wrestler anymore. And you know what the sad thing is? He beat AJ Styles three different times. Yeah. If you ever want to know how Vince actually feels about people we all love and like and who are good and the best at everything, James Ellsworth beat him three times. And he's going to carry Carmella to win that briefcase. Uh, I don't know. Carmella makes sense. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to say Charlotte because whatever. It's not going to be. Charlotte's going to do a moonsault off the top of the ladder, and she's going to be out for the rest of the It's probably... Okay, you're right. It's Tamina. I'm changing my vote. It's Tamina. <laughs> Why would it be to... All she can do is super kick people. She can't even climb. <laughs> she can't even manage super kicks all that well. Uh, she can jump off the top of the ladder like I could see Natty, or I could see Carmel. Oh, Natty actually makes sense. Because they haven't really given her anything in a long time. I'm going to vote for Natty. I'm changing my vote again. I'm going with Carmel. All right, that's fine. So we can all agree it's not Becky. No, because the WWE is all about heels right now, oh, buddy. And Becky doesn't need it. Again, Becky, you can just put right there. Also, probably uh, Zack Ryder is back. Zack Ryder just came back from off injury, back to TV. Um, and since they've kind of seemed to have cooled on... Uh, Mojo I figure the hype bros come back for some kind of something I wonder why they just so rapidly cooled on Mojo Colin it's just how they goes oh we like you and then they Vince McMahon 
doesn't see you for like a week and he forgets you exist because he's a man baby that had object permanence issues. So he's like, uh, uh, let's, uh, Orton, Orton, you're tall. Let's push you again. <laughs> I saw him on that show on USA. Push him. <laughs> Vince McMahon watches USA every morning before he does his daily briefings and then he sees Randy Orton on TV so that's why that's why Edge won all those titles because they caught him on the replays for uh, Haven so exactly there we go he was like oh ah look at that guy this guy that's that guy give employee. him the belt on this only TV show I watch or r- review or have he also wanted to give the women's title uh, to Sarah Michelle Gellar uh, after watching Buffy one morning, but uh, he then discovered that he didn't have a contract for her. Oh shit! Bring her in. <laughs> uh, give her to the blonde one, Trish Stratus. Uh, that, that's that's close. Buffy. That's close. Who who could be a vampire? Edge. We already have him. Ah, that's great. It's perfect. That's great. Great. Okay. Well, that's so that's it. WWE. Um, and I'm done sick of this. So we're gonna we're gonna call a segment break here. Talk about some even more fake fights, and then we'll get to New Japan just after that. Talk to you in a moment. good stuff that's that's my favorite cut that is my favorite cut flying flying stop me please that's my favorite cut from Thelonious Monk's kind of blue it's a good song which way's up? Which Eye way of the Tiger. Down? It's it's great. Colin. Yes. So we are Fight Forever, the most fanciful podcast ever in the world. Oh, he said. And we talk about fake fighters fighting fake fights. And Colin, I think the fakest fake fight with the fakest fake fighters we just found out are going to fake fight today. It's That's official. Right. Floyd Mayweather versus Conor McGregor. Listen. I'm excited for this train wreck. I mean, are you? Because listen, there is nothing like a good old fashioned what the fuck freak show. Like, what's going to happen? I mean, we know exactly what's going to happen. It's going to be actually kind of a boring fight, and Mayweather will fucking edge him out because he's the greatest defensive boxer in the world. Um, and uh, McGregor won't win. Like, I mean, t- tell me. It'll be a cool fight. Every both of those boys are going to be millions and millions of dollars richer. If, if McGregor were to win in some crazy, because I mean this is the thing about fights, man, is all that it takes is just yeah, one yeah, good knock. Yeah, 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 platitudes. Yes, I know. So, I mean, in whatever chance that that were to happen, it would be the biggest upset. In boxing history. Well, so, like, here's the deal. It would be the biggest upset in boxing history, but really, does it actually count? Would it realistically count? Does Mayweather get to say, oh, he wasn't really a boxer, it wasn't really a boxing match? Like, I this is just a fucking exhibition freak show, and I don't think... The only thing that matters is if the match happens and they both sell a lot of tickets, or they get a lot of tickets and get a big purse you know what I mean because like there's no way either man loses well really Mayweather I think has more to lose but I don't think he's going to even if McGregor loses I think he still comes out with a win you know what I mean neither of them really have a lot to lose in this though which is I think why you know Mayweather ended up accepting plus everything's on his terms the ball is in his court yeah but 
I mean, he's already retired and is coming out of retirement, so there's not really a whole lot that he loses. His perfect record is still intact. Basically. Oh, is he officially, officially out? Yeah, he's he's been retired. He announced his retirement after Pacquiao. Okay. See, that's sort of what I... I don't know. But yeah, I mean, it's like, okay, McGregor wins. Hey, I'm the greatest fighter in the world. McGregor loses. Hey, I'm I'm the champion in two weight classes in my sport, and I fought one of the greatest in the world in a real good fight. I'm the greatest athlete in the world. If, if it ends up being a good fight, a lot of people keep saying it's going to be... Well, here's the thing. Mayweather is going up into super welterweight, which... Well, in that case, the heavier you get, the more likely there is. Because, I mean, you're more hard-hitting. Well... There's more of a chance of knockouts. I think, in this case, Mayweather's looking to embarrass him. Maybe. I think he's looking to knock his ass out. Maybe. I don't know. That seems... I don't know. It's possible. Sort of sensational. I want to I wanna guess that... Mayweather just does the Mayweather battle plan, and he's just gonna like fight defensively. He's been for doing that for rounds. seven years. And but this is a guy who, I mean, we've seen what happens when UFC guys try boxing. Um, it can usually yep. go the other way around pretty well, where boxers can actually go into MMA pretty smoothly. Yeah, but not the other way around. Well, it's you have to start learning how to work with less. Uh, I say a smaller tool set, but yeah, like you know, you can. Your footwork gets really weird and how you have to think about positioning gets wholly, a whole lot different when you can't fucking kick, you know? So it's going to be it's going to be an interesting car wreck and I'm think uh it's uh it'll be a good one to see if the even if the match isn't good, which it might actually be a decent fight, but uh McGregor shot out a tweet where he was like the fight is on and it was a picture of him and Mayweather's dad and it's like already already Already, this is good. This is already worth happening. It's just to see these guys talk shit at each other for the 10 weeks from now until this thing's supposed to go down. So. Hey, I'm more for all for more weird crossover celebrity freak show fights. You know? Well, yeah. And in this case... We just need to get... We need to get McGregor and Rousey in a WWE ring sometime. It would be so satisfying if somebody out there. I mean, it's why every Mayweather fight is a high seller. It's oh, because they, they want to see somebody. They want to see somebody beat him. Yep. He's the biggest heel in the fighting industry. Oh, yeah. Any sort of sport. Yeah, any sport. Absolutely. I mean, here's the deal. How do you convince people to see McGregor do it? And how does how do they make money at it? Do you think... Would, would, would Mayweather... Does Mayweather work? Do you think he's willing to work like that? Pull a Bob Sap and be like, "Hey, listen, I'm gonna go out there and try, but not really." So you know, just so you know. Well, I don't necessarily think he is because Conor McGregor's a little too proud for that kind of shit. Uh, yeah. Um, and I think I don't know. Mayweather is is the. He's either the stupidest smart man I can think of or, or the smartest idiot in the, the world. The smartest idiot in the world. Probably that latter one. Because as a fighter, he knows how to just yep. play it the safest as possible. Yep. But I could see him also just wanting to shut some mouths. Getting flustered? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that seems weird because of if you went your whole career just being the best and if you spent the last decade you know you've been your whole career being an undefeated and then you spent the last decade basically playing ultra fucking defensively when it made for bad fights because you didn't give a shit anymore why would he start doing that now I don't know maybe to say I beat the fucking best UFC I don't know where does the ego come well, in to say I beat this shit out of this little bitch who keeps you know talking shit. I was gonna say like really that's silly to let your ego get in the way, but then I realized we're talking about Floyd Mayweather, so you know eh, it's anything's likely. So we're gonna check this shit out. At the end of uh, August is when it's supposed to go I'm down. I'm excited yeah. about this. You I know, really am. You know what I'm not excited about? The rest of the card. A bunch of people that I don't know or care about in boxing. Are gonna box, whatever. 
I mean, boxing is fun to watch. It is. Yeah. It's the the oldest form of fake fighting. Yeah, I mean, it's it's fine. Um there's those boys know how to work a match. I'll give them that. And the fact that it's super welterweight instead of featherweight means that both of these guys are really gonna hit each other. Yeah, a little punchier. A little hitty, hitty, hurty punchier than we would expect otherwise. I don't know, we'll see. We'll follow the story as it develops, but, you know, it's hot off the presses. We had to talk about it. It was official as of the date of this recording, so, hey, maybe we'll find out soon. So, good job. Good job, Floyd. Good job, uh, Connor. Don't let us down. We're real yeah. proud of you. Real, real proud of you, lads. Now let's take a short little break. This is also this is also on kind of blue, I think. If if memory yes. serves, this is the Louis Armstrong segment of that album. There's no use. You can't escape. I'm Kenny Omega. Get to the chopper. <laughs> Actually, to be fair, there's a whole lot of overlap with Schwarzenegger's and then Armstrong's. I mean, it's just about adding a little bit of... So, um... Uh, New Japan, uh, Dominion happened this weekend. And maybe you heard... The best match ever. Seven stars. Dave Meltzer died of a boner. He was so happy watching that match. He was like, so Brian, you know, um, uh, this is better. It's better than the original. It's better than the original. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty good. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, I actually couldn't do better this time. (laughs) Uh, I can't believe I said that. I admitted that to someone. No, it's very good. Uh, but we'll talk about it at the end because you got to build up to it first. Let's check our show notes. Just, just had to get you nice and nice and wet. For I mean, one. every New Japan oh. starts off with a bunch of multi-man tags and go watch them. They're fun, but not good. But they're blah fun. Blah, blah 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 whatever. Uh, RPG Vice versus Young Bucks for the. Uh, this is the never open weight, isn't it? No. No, for, for, junior tag team. Junior tag team. Listen, there. The, I know New Japan has like ninety-seven belts, but come on, I expect a little professional decency in our no journalistic <laughs> thorough integrity. Shut up. Who who has that anyway? Okay, RPG Vice versus Young Bucks for that belt. <laughs> for them, them belts. I mean, it's it was good seeing the Young Bucks again because I don't watch a whole shit ton of American Indies recently. Uh, so they've been kind of out of my we out of my line of sight for a little while. Like they yeah. they've been sort of conspicuous from their absence the last couple of tours on New Japan. So like, oh, we're coming back, we're back. Hey, it's us. Um, and fully fully clear of any new uh uh Bullet Club branding, and it's just them and their multicolored tights as the elite. Um, I think it's a nice refresher because they were sort of getting a little stale after having been constantly on everything New Japan, like, all of last year. Yeah. And it's, I mean, these guys have wrestled each other a million goddamn times. It was a fine match. Yeah, they know each other inside and out. They know how to make this happen. I mean, oh my God, some of the the scent and dive. Oh yeah, that was dumb. There was the the one uh, Matt broke... Wait no, Nick. Nick. Nick yeah. is a Nick broke up a pin, and uh, basically fucking did a senton onto Trent's spine, Trent Beretta's spine, and it looked like the most painful shit in existence. Um, but you know, tons of fun double team spots. Boys did their thing. Rocky was a hot tag. Um, you know, it's good. It's good. Yeah, I'm wondering. It's junior, junior, junior stuff. Yeah, and I mean, these guys are 
these guys put on some wild matches. I mean, these are some of the best guys in the world, you know? Yep. Um, and watching them go that hard in New Japan is, I mean, the only way to watch them. Um, so what we have, uh, next up we have War Machine. And the Gorillas of Destiny for the heavyweight tag titles. Um, I could talk, we should talk at some point to let me really nerd out about this, but, uh, the diversification of Bullet Club kind of as they've they're past their like novelty peak you know they're a long established thing at this point um has been interesting to look at and none so more i think than watching the god find their footing over the last year i've always enjoyed tamatanga i always thought he was really cool um and seeing him and tangaroa kind of rip shit up in japan and finally kind of gel and be a good heavyweight team's been kind of nice i don't know I thought this is fun. People love watching fat, fat, big man Hanson do his big man matches where he flips and dives and does all kinds of shit that yeah, a 300 well, pound man should two not do. Massive dudes just doing all sorts of shit that, you know, you don't expect them to be doing. Um, and I mean, the gorillas of destiny are no damn joke nah. in this match either. Um, this was, I mean, this wasn't the best War Machine match I've seen. Oh, no. You know, not by a long shot. And I wonder what this means in terms of, you know, because it was an awfully short little reign for War Machine. Oh, they did their tour. It's fine. You know, they do their thing. Uh, they'll be, they'll, uh, they, they got over pretty well, um... So I'm sure they'll come back, but they need to have less fat muscle men because we'll get to Michael Elgin here in a minute, but uh, they want to take the heat off Elgin too much. Right. He's back from injury, so let's cycle. We have a new heavyweight tag team, so let's let them do the thing for a while. Um, What you should see, what you should definitely, guys, like four matches on this card you absolutely have to see. This is the first one. Fucking Kushida and Hiromu Takahashi. Holy shit, fast-paced, uh, aggressive, um, in the end, absolutely brutal. Yeah, I don't know what Hiromu has to live for, because he doesn't act like he has anything to live for, because that man wrestles without a shred of basically legitimate concern for his well-being, and mostly that of his opponent. My god. The amount of fucking suicide died out of the row flip, uh, power, flip power bombs they tried to do was ridiculous. Um, and, uh, my God, dude, those fucking straight rights. Oh God, they hit each other so hard. It was so good. Well, and it, the storytelling makes sense. It's very safe. Um, because ultimately, uh, Kushida was clowned in his last match against Takahashi. Um, but now in this, he's made this heroic return and yep. basically gets in dirty and gets pretty fucking, you know, angry. oh yeah, I mean, just stomps his face. Yeah, in. yeah, it was it was really interesting to see Osaka, uh, a contrarian crowd on the best of days, turn against the fucking designated uh, junior ace, Mike, because Colin, there are, I think, fewer big baby faces in New Japan than uh, Kushida, a man whose Titantron used to be home footage of him as a six-year-old doing moonsaults onto his pillows. Mm. Like, that he was the biggest fucking baby face. I've never seen him. I've never been aware of him working heel, even when it was time splitters, you know? Like, it was, he'd always come in for all the big, they were a big fun team, and he got all the hot, the hot tags and the good spots. So, watching him, like, get fucking vociferously booed was kind of stunning and i mean he owned that heel oh yeah totally healing on him well and i mean i'm wondering if that's where they go with him or if they just kind of let this oh no no i mean I, it would be very cool but new japan booking is very stable you know it's very consistent very logical doesn't take too many daring risks you know to, to a fault, it's very consistent. So, as cool as it would be to see, like, a kick-ass double turn, 
Um, like no one in uh, Los Ingobernables is going to be face like an official face for a little while. No one's probably breaking out of that stable for, I don't know, another year or so. So, nah, Kushida's a big, he's the fun ace of the division. Because we need a Tanahashi for the juniors. Um, so yeah, I mean, that is a must, must watch. Must watch. watch. You must watch watch that. Um, so we have, uh, Cody, the American Nightmare Rhodes versus, uh, Michael, I'm a Canadian Bear Elgin. I hope you appreciate it. I'm going to have to go bleep out the roads part of this. Yeah, beep. Cody, the American Nightmare. Boop. Cody. Boop. Cody of the House of the Roads. Um, uh, yeah, and you had some thoughts on our, our man, Codester. Okay, so mainly what I want to talk about is the ending to Dominion itself. Mm-hmm. After the Omega Okadamit, how very quickly and very suddenly they are pushing Cody Rhodes up to the top to do this B-block feud against Okada. Well, yeah, this... Well, yeah, I mean... Okay. He is, like, no disrespect to Marty Skrull, or... Well, Skrull is a junior. No disrespect to Adam Page, but who are... Cody Rhodes is the number two heavyweight singles guy in Bullet Club because everyone else's singles are a junior. Um, so I think you can have the story going where Bullet Club is still after um, Okada, but basically by dint of Omega, you know, we're going to give Rhodes a shot at it. Um, because, and I mean, this kind of segues into we could talk about the G1 America cards. But you kind of need somebody that the American crowd knows um, for these for the Long Beach shows that they're doing coming up this summer. Um, not that um, wrestling fans don't know Kenny Omega is, but even if he was Stardust, even if he was dashing Cody Rhodes, like nothing beats six years of television. You know what I mean? Like you need someone with name value. It's a fresh matchup. Cody's perfectly fine. You know. Yeah, for an American tour to get some money. Because, I mean, Kenny Omega, eh, I mean, what seven stars on Melts are really going to sell in terms of tickets? No, they don't know. That's a th- Well, those match, those those shows sold out before they announced anything. So you don't spend Omega on a house you already know you have filled out. That is That is a massive paper you draw that you fill in a fucking dome in back home. You don't blow this on a U.S. debut. You can always... Because uh, Omega can show up in a multi-man match and it'll be fine and everyone will be into it. Um, but I think, I don't know, if it's a non-title match, maybe uh, Cody can actually beat Omega. That sets up a, that sets up matches down the line because we're in G1 season, so Omega's going to take a couple of losses to set up feuds for the rest of the year, you know? Um, so, and it builds that bullet club tension where Omega... And Cody now have beef where it was like, well, what the fuck, Omega? Cody could do it. Why can't you? So there's there's any number of ways they could go with this whole deal. Yeah. It would be... Uh, it's interesting to see. Um, now, I love Cody. I don't know if he's got seven stars in him. You know? He is kind of like Japan itself. He's a very safe guy. He, he's good. And he puts on great matches, but he is... Very, very, very safe. Um, and I mean that's fine. I've, he's another one of those guys that's got a high floor, but maybe a low ceiling. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know about a low, a medium size, a medium ceiling. ceiling. That's fair. Low ceiling. I don't think he'll ever go quite as high, but he'll put on a fine enough match because he's been doing pretty good on the the indies. And basically, I think here's the other half of the deal. Um, they're pushing Cody kind of as part of this agreement they have with Ring of Honor because Cody's very likely going to win the Ring of Honor Championship off of Christopher Daniels coming up. So they can't bury their partner's soon-to-be world champ, you know? Except when he loses to Okada, probably. But still, if he hangs in there and has a tough match, uh, then it's not too too bad. But uh, 
sorry, we kind of got off there, but it was a super good match. Go check that out. Michael Elgin is, is fun, isn't he? He is a gem in the ring. He is he is a gem. He's beautiful. Never change, Elgin. You're the best tiny tank in the business. You're five foot eleven and can lift ninety seven people at once. You're great. You're perfect. Talk about a man who I just I want to hug. Is as short as he is wide. No. Um. Yeah. He's he's a very huggable huggable guy. <laughs> I want to rub his head for good luck. Yeah. I just. It, you ever just want to comb a man's chest hair? No. Oh, 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 Vince, what are you doing? <laughs> Colin, blink twice if Vince is yelling at you in your earpiece to say these things. Ah, <laughs> uh, I've been wanting him for years. You could have. Watching from afar. No, I mean, we talked about this. If that guy were four inches taller... He'd be in WWE. He'd be a multi-time champ. You're just a champ. little too short for well, me. Listen, when I'm I... a size queen. Uh, okay, everyone, this has been Fight Forever. The show's canceled <laughs> forever. Go, don't watch wrestling. It's bad because Vince is a size queen. <laughs> um, do you want to talk about the G1 America cards now? While well, we kind of have it brought up. No. Oh. <laughs> Shit. Fuck. <laughs> okay, yeah, let's talk about it. All right, we'll, we'll be quick. We'll I, be was, quick. I, I wasn't ready, and now I'm ready. Okay. You just had to take a second? Yeah. I okay, just okay. let's try that again. Colin. Yeah. Are you ready now? No. You ready? Allow me to point you at the contenders for the U.S. title tournament. We've already talked about Okada versus Omega, but Omega versus Elgin, Naito versus Ishii. Juice Robinson versus Zack Sabre and Hangman Page versus Jay Lethal. Now, top of the top half of this card, Nido and Omega are too important and they're destined for bigger things. Yeah, expect Ex- upsets. Expect upsets. Who on this bottom half do you think is likely? I mean, maybe they give it to Elegant. Elegant's over. I'd love to it's see gotta Ishii. It's got to be a U.S. guy. So, and I think that because it doesn't matter if they're over in Japan or not, to kind of help them if it's just the guy with the U.S. title so that they look more into them, I think it's going to be Jay Lethal. Uh, it could be lethal. Uh, Elgin, Elgin is still over. Elgin is over in the U.S. Um, and I think they like him. It's just he's been like sort of injured for a while, so they don't necessarily. Uh, I don't know if they have it in their plans to commit to him in Japan side of things. So, I don't know. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Also, our boy Tanahashi's facing Billy Gunn for the Intercontinental Championship the next day. That's right. Oh, you didn't know? Your How ass better old call is Tanahashi? somebody. Uh, seen his age, so he's orbiting forty, I think. How old is Billy Gunn? Orbiting fifty-four. <laughs> he gonna die. He's gonna die. Top rope, a top rope high fly flow to the floor crushes Billy Gunn's spine in seven different places. Yeah, no, I'm down to watch that. It'll be good. I would love to go see it, but I'm not going to go to uh, Long Beach. And also, uh, those tickets sold out the instant they announced them. So, uh, what else we got for matches? Um, everyone go watch Tanahashi Naito. It was good, but mm-hmm. not, you know. Tanahashi wins, because it, it happens. The whole thing was Naito was completely disrespecting the IC belt and destroying it. So, of course, the hero had to come and restore res- prestige. And they're replacing the belt, so it had to happen. Uh, I want to talk about uh, Goto Suzuki because I love never open weight matches because those guys hit each other so fucking hard, dude. It's bad, but I love it. Um, oh, and Suzuki just hits hard, period, because he's an old bastard. He's an old, mean bastard with the dumbest haircut, and somehow that makes it all the more terrifying. Um, Goto threw the shittiest elbow drop I ever saw and then made me realize, oh, hey, they're not really interested in protecting Bailey right now, so... Maybe uh, Karai Hojo or Kairi Hojo has a uh, a chance to keep her elbow drop. I think that's possible. I hope it'll be nice. It was a it was a it was a good match. Um, anything called a lumberjack death match is worth it, don't you think? Yes. Um. Yeah. A lumberjack death match. It basically just formalized a lot of the Suzuki gun interference where they rolled it out into the... Well, threw out people into Suzuki gun and they'd all beat the shit out of them. 
So, you know, whatever. It's fine. Suzuki cheats to win, but he doesn't have to, and that's what makes him a bastard. Yeah, he's uh, just an asshole. Also, must watch. So, three must watches. And now, the last minutes of our show are going to be spent gushing over the absolute must, must, much, must watch. Okay. My dog. So, we have an hour-long match. This this match has an hour-long time limit. Omega Okada 2. They went all the way from bell to bell 60, 60 minutes. 60. Omega Okada 2. And they ended in a draw. You know, and, and again, I that's a very nice old school way to do it. Like, you know, New Japan is good at this sort of thing. They're old school. They're consistent. We don't want to necessarily have Omega beat Okada just yet, but how do we how do we do that? How do we how do we make them do their thing without giving away the the money match? Oh, that's fine. We'll just make him uh, go forty five minutes first time. Eh, do do an hour. And I loved how they set this up because everyone in the the matches beforehand, like a lot of Omega interviews, were about him. What's your battle plan, Omega? I'm going to take it to him fast. I'm going to run on him. I'm not going to let it go 45 minutes. I'm going to put him away before then. Because everyone thought, can he do 45 minutes again? Holy hell, how are they going to outdo so that? It'll be a quicker, faster match. These boys wrestled the pace of a quicker, faster match. Just for 15 minutes longer. Yeah, for uh, 60 minutes. For then they Yeah, 15 minutes longer than they did last time. Jesus. Um, Dave Meltzer. It's the best match he ever saw. The pinnacle of the form. Better than the original. Did he say, did the did the miraculous seven stars escape his lips? Uh, we'll see what happens on the actual uh, Wrestling Observer. That's not out quite yet. That's tonight, right? It's in the Thursday drop? It's, uh, maybe a Thursday drop. So okay, it might be tomorrow. Yeah. So, uh, in that case, we'll see what he's actually dropping on this. You know, could this be the seven star match or is this a uh, six and a half star match is this is we'll it see. four and three quarters but now when 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 the man who has been when the foundational journalist the man who knows more people in wrestling has covered more in wrestling basically says it's the best match he's ever seen counting all those weird fucking tiny ass shit in the 70s and 80s mm-hmm. that he saw in front of audiences he's lumping up. everything together this yep. is the best match ever yeah no cameras these things happen so it's amazing you gotta watch it you got two of the best in the world right now just doing their shit for the the craziest thing it's been a banner goddamn year um and where wwe is bad um 999 yen a month gets you some of the best wrestling ever no and i quote the best match i've ever seen so some good shit well on that note I mean, it's not really funny, but just go fucking watch it. It's it's great. Shut up. It's good wrestling. Yeah. On that note. We're not funny when we talk about this, because it's good. First off, because I feel uncomfortable making jokes about Japanese people. I don't know what the line is. I have problems. Yeah. Also, they're too good of athletes to make fun of. I don't know what the line is there. I also don't know what the line is. I called Elgin a cuddly bear and I wanted to hug him and rub his head. I guess that's fine. That's not really insulting. Is it? I don't know. That, that, that could be like kind of a gay slur. Who knows? I don't know. There's a lot of homoeroticism in this podcast. We're trying to work at it. I don't know. Not that it's a bad thing. I don't judge. I don't know where the line is. Please, Colin, let us go. Get us out of here because I don't know where the line is. This has been... Fight Forever, the uh, most fanciful God podcast on the internet. Damn it. <laughs> and uh, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and uh, all these other lovely... Instagram social- and SoundCloud. Yes. That was you one. listen to me say it every week. Yeah, but I don't say it, so it's different. So take it again. Okay. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and the sound of who's it. And on uh, Fight Forever Pod. 
Twitter.com slash FightForeverPod, Facebook.com slash FightForeverPod, Instagram.com slash FightForeverPod, and SoundCloud as slash FightForeverPod. This music was uh, made by my good friend Mo Goodley, and the music you're hearing underneath us right now is made by my friend Redwire. Like, comment, and subscribe. Share us on YouTube or Facebook. If you know someone who's a wrestling fan, tell them about us. Um, and watch some fucking New Japan already. It's the greatest shit ever. So, uh, in closing, uh, I'm Colin. I'm Zach. And don't, I don't... Cosby my drink. <laughs> I'm not the only one that does not know where that line is. <laughs>